Hello everyone. I'm here in our little woodshed in the corner of the room with a freshly brewed cup of tea. I hope you have one too or that you're able to take a moment to yourself right now. I wanted to talk to you about something that I've been going through in the hopes that it finds a place of residence within you too. It seems to be such a big subject for me at the moment that I find it pretty hard to offer anything else. So let's see where this story falls in your body. A lot of us are walking the wilder, hearted path at the moment towards our dreams and I think with a little push from Corona, we are making those long-needed changes to our lives. If you've made this decision recently um, that's more in alignment with your deeper needs, or you followed an undeniable sign from the universe to listen to your heart, or if you're wondering whether to take that leap of faith, then you are bound to be having a really, really hard time right now. And let me tell you why that is so, so good, and how to use it to sever all that self-doubt you might have inside of you about making the right decision. So I'm going to back it up for just a moment and let you in on what's been going on with me here in Denmark and what has come as quite the revelation in a period of total uh, chaos. So as some of you may know, I was brought up in southern Africa, and I'm married to a Dane. So, I guess if you've ever watched Dahmer and Greg, can you remember that? That is most definitely us, in a kind of poet-meets-viking way. My husband and I met in Australia, and we moved to Sri Lanka as soon as we met. And after just one year, we decided to get married, and we had our first child. It was at this point in my life that I felt something that I've never really had the need for before. And that was a home. So we moved to Denmark and made the most of his close family and the culture that's super down-to-earth and natural, and of course all the hookah that goes on here, and you know, for a while it made me feel really, really grounded, and a lot of time was spent going inwards rather than acting on my pretty escapist needs. Um, and that whole period has been very foundational to how I walk through this life now. And it's 10 years ago now that I moved to Denmark, so 
I still have this deep need to be closer to the kind of nature that I experienced growing up myself. And I really want to show my children just how beautiful this world is. And although we built a cabin in a slightly wilder part of Denmark, we still have to live in the city for most of the week due to, I guess, all those reasons foreigners live in Copenhagen and its community and the opportunity to meet like-minded people. And also because the countryside in Denmark can be very isolating, and especially during the winters. So this longing in me to live a little wilder has never really left. To be closer to my family and, you know, to tend to a garden full time. Perhaps to even rewild a piece of land. To have my own greenhouse and educate my children on the ways that nature provides us with so much in terms of mental and spiritual and emotional wellness. Because our life has been so split between the city and our cabin, I have always had this excuse not to commit to either. But it's also left this big void in me that longs so much for that forever home, and that more like-minded, wild-hearted community that I've just not been able to connect with here. You know, there's so much talk about returning to your ancestral home as a way of connecting to your belonging, but for me, having lived in three of the five ancestral homes I have in my genetic makeup, I've just not found that to be true, unless the other two are, you know, the magic cure. But because, of course, belonging is many, many things, and it's not the land on its own that provides you with that deep sense of homecoming. It is such a heavy mix of your nature and your nurture, because how you've been nurtured really matters too. Growing up in South Africa, very, very far away from any kind of ancestral heritage, I feel like I belong much more to the mountains and the waves and the deep valleys, and, and that has obviously nothing to do with my genes, but a lot more to do with how I grew up and how I interacted with nature as a child. So when Corona happened last year, we spent eight months full-time in lockdown in our cabin. And I was just so certain at that point um, that I wanted to live this way, despite all my fears. I just fell so much in love with the intimacy that you cultivate when you live closer to nature and you watch the seasons and the moons. And I wrote and created so much last year. I almost couldn't keep up with the amount of inspiration that I was having. But when the time came to go back to the city, I just couldn't move. Like, literally, my body broke down, and I physically couldn't move for weeks. 
I think it was at this point that my husband took my need for nature quite seriously as a matter of health. And we started looking for a house here because we can't live full time in this cabin. So we went forward with our hearts full of hope in finding this home closer to the nature that I felt some sense of joy in. But then nothing came up. Like, not even a fixer-upper that I could put my heart into. Like, nothing. And I even asked Mother Earth one day to help me out, and I said, please send me a sign, is this the right place for us? Despite all the fears I have about not really belonging here, and not having found that community. And I just planted this request into the Earth, for it to be answered um, the very next day. <laughs> A couple of city friends were in the neighborhood and they asked to come by and these two friends are the most city people you will ever meet. They have, you know, those coffee stamped cards for every cafe in Copenhagen. They have these, you know, full access passes to every museum and cultural event and they're super into their theater and when they came to visit us here, the first thing they said was that they had just put an offer on a house in the neighborhood of where our cabin is. And I literally felt knocked out by a thunderbolt. I thought Thor himself is having a field day on me. And I took this as the sign and I went on the housing market again only to find nothing. And for months and months afterwards, just nothing. At that time, the desire to live more connected to the land had literally overtaken me. And when we found some good enough house that wasn't really in the area, but it offered some potential, I just said yes. But my husband, on the day that we went to sign the contract, changed his mind and said he wasn't ready. This literally broke my heart into so many pieces and all those desires to escape began to overwhelm me again. Through a lot of talking and those moonlit conversations in the corridor while our kids slept, we realized that we didn't at all share the same dream for our future. And instead of this pulling us apart, it brought us into a space where we could grow even stronger because we decided that change was what we needed most. Not exactly what it was, but the act of it and to find some kind of change that we could both compromise for so that the pendulum didn't slip too far to one side of the relationship. So after a few months of pulling out options of what change we could invite into our lives, we were stuck in between the idea of taking a gap year to just be together in the cabin without our usual jobs or moving to Portugal for a year, 
where we already have a small community of friends who live in the mountains. And as we were about to make this choice about six months ago, my husband got offered a job in Sydney. Completely randomly. Now you see, my husband and I, we met in Sydney, and my brother and his whole family still live in Sydney. So I literally took this as the greatest sign of support, and we bravely said yes, knowing we would both have to compromise something to make it work. So that yes became part of our dictionary, and we started the application process and all the paraphernalia that comes with packing and telling kids and quitting jobs, but every step since that heart-driven, soul-supported decision was made, it has been so hard. We literally became the living version of that heart-breaking book, Revolutionary Road. Where, you know, in the movie, the lead character, Leonardo DiCaprio, is offered more money to stay rather than take the adventure of going to Paris with his wife and kids. We also had to deal with my husband giving up his beloved job and then Australia closing down and now there's a new introduction to travel caps, meaning fewer people are actually allowed in. And so the flights are extremely expensive. At this point in time, we have our flight exemption, our visas, and we're fully vaccinated. But there is no clear sign of when or if we'll be able to move. And on top of that, I feel so deeply for those who cannot return to their own countries and who now are facing the most hopeless situation. I've thought about this clear and obvious opportunity that was given to us, having been so right for us at the right time in our lives and just knowing that it was right in my gut and everything going wrong from that point of commitment. And I can easily start to believe that it's because it isn't right, that I got the sign wrong or that these constant challenges are trying to steer us away from doing something really stupid or really wrong. But I just know that's not true. And if you know in your heart that you have done the right thing, then you will only know that it's right, because life will begin to get harder and stretch you. I mean, how else will you fit into this new, evolved version of yourself? How else will you be prepared to meet that next level of your life if you haven't cultivated the courage to leave your comforts and your knowings and trust in that greater hand? There is this idea that the right path is the one of least resistance, right? But that path is not out there. That path is not the choice you are having to make right now. It's not the decision between that dark forest or that sunlit meadow. That path is in you. 
that path of least resistance is a way of meeting all those inevitable changes that are going to happen when you follow your heart. And it is a choice to move with and from love. It's a way of being in the world and choosing to walk lightly through that struggle. It's about having that bravery to stick with your choice and make it the right one because you're always on the path. You don't have to say that you are aligned or successful or joyful to be able to prove that you're on the right path because struggle and pain and challenge is part of it too. And the way you relate to yourself through all that struggle is actually what really matters. That is actually the path. And that really defines how you get to live your life. As I sit here now in this unknowing place with a lot of reasons to why the decision we made was wrong according to the circumstances we're facing, I know that I need to stretch myself in order to fit into this new life I know that is waiting for me. And it requires change because I have been one shape for such a long time and that's really what's most difficult here is facing that change that needs to happen in me. In the end, you know, it just makes me realize that we might as well choose to follow our dreams because all of it is going to be some sort of hard. So whether we metaphorically die trying to climb the hill your culture, your mind, your partner has put out there for you, or the one that your heart decided will train you best, we might as well choose the one that feels good in our bones. I know in my heart that I'm not done with the Nordics, and I know there is a place here for me, I just haven't found it yet. And that perspective that comes from change is so important right now. I really hope that this helps you in some way and that you choose to have the courage to follow through in your endeavor to live more intentionally. I'm with you on that journey and next month, God's willing, I will be reporting from the other side of the world or at least from a stronger mindset. Until then, thank you for being here and for taking the time to listen. I am really so grateful for your presence. <laughs>